Last time on Geek Force, the squad talks about WandaVision. We also name and rate our favorite and least favorite console generations. And welcome to the New World Order under President 46, Joe Biden. Hopefully things go better. We'll see. And we'll talk to you now with a new topic on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is a little bit smaller in our G squad. It's just uh, Ray and, and Marlon. All black. No I know, I'm, I'm, I'm making it a little sad because we we miss All we miss black, our girl Amy. No you know she's on a trip to the moon right now. So shout out to Amy. Forever in our hearts. It was hard <laughs> to not say her name first there, wasn't it? Yeah. I feel like if I said her name, I would start crying. Rest in peace, twenty twenty. I'm really confused for people. Like, I'm so yeah. sorry, everybody. She's fine. She's just. I cry tears. <laughs> How is everyone on this bright uh, and late Monday? <laughs> hey. We're making it. We're doing, we're doing okay. <laughs> um, hey, you guys. So we have some pretty geeky topics to talk about. But to start off, I'm Absolutely. actually just going to hand it over to Marlon for an early Marlon's Corner hey. uh, exclusive. Coming out the gate with Marlon's Corner. Yay. Uh, all right, folks. So um, if you haven't... Uh, already seen the trailer or heard the trailer or seen your favorites talk about the trailer or seen all the t-shirts and hashtags out there. Um, it's official. They're doing uh, the Monsters Cinematic Universe is finally coming to fruition. Uh, they got their solo films, Godzilla and King Kong, and now they're doing their Batman v Superman. It's Godzilla v Kong. They're coming together, folks. It's happening. Uh, this is not a dream. Um, this is not the 1920s where there's two dudes in a costume. This is real CGI versus CGI battles. Uh, real CGI. <laughs> <laughs> I would say real CGI, he said. It's the Lion King CGI. It's a bit better than the Lion King CGI, thankfully. There's no big doe eyes on these really gross bodies. Um, but no, off top, have you all seen the trailer? Um, yeah. Uh, no, but I'm not going to watch it. So uh. that's that's absolutely okay. Uh, I, as as someone that has watched Kong Island and the uh, Godzilla films, I do not blame you. I uh, I was talking to my dad about it, and he's all excited. And I was, and it oh. dawned on me that like this is nostalgia for people, and just in a way that I'm not attached to it. Like I wasn't excited about the Power Rangers movie, but I mean, I watched that movie because I grew up with Power Rangers, so like, right. Right. Uh, so I I understand the people that that like Godzilla is their one of their King Kong. That's one of their nostalgia triggers. They're all, they're, they're all excited. Nostalgia triggers. Nostalgia hey, triggers. We all have nostalgia triggers. There are people that when they heard that King Kong and Godzilla were fighting, like, oh, like I watched those really bad Japanese yeah. films. This one's gonna be bad too. I'm ready. Yeah. Like you forget that Godzilla, like the last one that came out, they did the full Godzilla versus Mothra, Godzilla versus the, the, Versus Godira, they they did a lot of uh, yeah. monster fights in the last Godzilla, and that like Ray said was a nostalgic trigger. So I was like, oh, I remember watching those box sets of him like fighting other people in costumes, and like 
now they're bringing it to the big screen. They're giving it the CGI treatment. So it definitely has an audience. And this um, this is definitely pulling on that audience in a, in a major way. Where I will just sum up two things from this one that I think definitely... Um, I'll sum up a few things that I think definitely pulled a lot of these people into them. Um, one of them, of course, being the fact that um, uh, it's you. There's like a scene where King Kong straight up right hooks Godzilla in the face, and it's like a solid hit. Like it looks, he he got contact on that hit, and you're like, oh, they really are doing this. They really. Rocky was his trainer. <laughs> like that hit, like it came from the full hip turn to the face. You saw sweat beating off of Godzilla's face like it was in a boxing oh. match. It's a full. <laughs> so much CGI is what that sounds like. It was, and I was like, yeah. they spent hours on that. I, they spent hours the getting sweat the, alone. Sweat just to come off his face. Um, that scene alone, and of course the scenes of like. There are other monsters, and of course, this is like they've been doing this for a while. Of like, hey, our dark universe isn't going to work out, but our monster universe definitely is tracking, and this proves it. Cat, uh, what are your thoughts when you were watching this uh, rock'em sock'em robot fight? <laughs> so I've been waiting for uh, news for this movie since the Godzilla King of Monsters movies. I feel like I was one of the few ones that really enjoyed that movie. It was better than I expected. Um, the only parts I didn't like were literally every scene with the humans. I didn't care about mm. the humans in that movie. But every time Godzilla or Mothra or anyone else was in the screen, it looked amazing. Um, I am impressed with their CGI in these movies. It looks, It looks like how it should look. It doesn't look like distracting to me, like Lion King distracting. And I, I do like that um, the production or whoever's doing these movies are really taking account and doing throwback storylines and fights to the golden days of these films. And so like, I remember when I saw that Godzilla movie in theaters and when Mothra came, everyone got excited that, I, I mean, I remember Mothra was like my favorite monster when I was a child because she was so pretty, you know? But seeing it in like the Godzilla movie, when he was fighting, I was like, oh, what? Why am I getting hype? Like, you, the, the movie was making you get hype even though you had no attachment to it. And so I'm hoping this movie has the same excitement, kind of. Um, even if you aren't really a big fan, it's just the, the action alone and how they animated. Because Lion King could not do this. The Lion King CGI movie could not like animate emotion in their face the thing about Godzilla is they know how to do it where it's in their eyes or with their body expressions even though they're like monsters and so like there was times where you kind of feel bad for Godzilla or you're just like dang or when you feel like he like they're mad you know so seeing King Kong and Godzilla just you know whammy I'm just like I'm here for that but I am here for the quiet moments where they're going through their emotions too because <laughs> it's so random and just so good to me but this has been like years in the making because I think about the first King Kong movie with Samuel Jackson. That was a pretty solid movie. Like it's a pretty solid like Friday night to the theater movie. And then the Godzilla movie came out a few years ago. So yes, this movie is kind of like the Batman Superman movie. Oh, yeah. and Kat, you can go back farther, Cat. You're like skipping out on the Jack Black King Kong. 
Oh yeah, I, I skipped that thing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that didn't happen. Like, can you guys make it? Also, I want to give a shout out to like folks who remember the Godzilla cartoon, where yeah. uh, there was like a a traveling battleship the uh, on the cartoon, and like when there was a monster, they were like full on the page Godzilla, and he would just come up, and he just fight the monster, he would just like disappear yeah. to look in the water, and I was like, all right, I'm done. Uh, so yeah, this definitely is going to be interesting in terms of how they do this. They've been building this for a while now. Um, the tours are going to be fantastic, I'm sure. But what this trailer I think definitely shows, um, is one issue I have with trailers that I think Ray and I have talked about and, uh, Kat maybe as well, where, um, they show too much Mm, and you kind of, aren't going to be surprised by what's in the film. as old as time. <laughs> there it is, yeah. Like, I feel like the trailer should have ended with King Kong punching Godzilla. It could have been a 30-second trailer. You, like, tie in some things, and then the, the hit happens, and it's Kong versus uh, Godzilla or whatever. They could have ended it at that point. The hype would have still been palpable, would have still been great. But because they added on so much more... Um, Folks have already dissected what's the movie going to be about. They've already, they've already dissected the fact that from the fact that you can watch at like you know 0.5 speed, um, what the what the true turn's going to be in this Godzilla v Kong movie. And also, you saw the fact that they did this really cool thing that would have probably been cooler had we not seen it, where Kong gets a full weapon that like can deflect the Godzilla beam in the trailer. And I'm right. like, why would, you, why would you show that thing? I would, that could have been like the Captain America with the Thor's hammer was like, is he going to catch the Godzilla atomic breath? Oh, he caught it. Like, we didn't even see that. Right. Now I know that when that scene happens, like, cool, I saw it in the trailer. I'm not really hyped by this anymore. This is, I've seen it 18 times because it's been on like a loop and it's been a gift at this point in time. Isn't this movie one of the movies that HBO Max is going to feature for free on the yes. for the month of it? Okay, yes, it is. So we get to watch it for freezing for a whole month. For a whole month. Yeah, so, I, I'm, I'm really excited for all of that. Like, I I'm glad that this is one of those because <laughs> no, nobody really Not wants to pay dollars. this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Not my twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah, it's going to be an interesting film. It's going to be dope. But again, like I feel like there's there's already things happening. If you do not want to know what I know, definitely plug up those ears <laughs> and skip ahead. But literally, if you watch the trailer at like 0.5 speed, um, basically also the fact that the their marketing team jumped the, jumped the gun, um, they already sold a Mecha Godzilla toy. Um, that's yeah. tied to the Godzilla universe. And so folks are like, mm-hmm. oh, Kong's fighting Mecha Godzilla. Because in the trailer, they're like, Godzilla's hurting people. We don't know why. And it's like, why do they keep repeating that? Like, oh, it's probably because this is not Godzilla. And they're going to have to do some stupid buddy cop thing of like, oh, Batman Superman are fight. Batman, help me clear my name. It wasn't me. It was a shapeshifter the whole time. <laughs> exactly. And of course, <laughs> yeah. 
And they also did this thing within the trailer. They really made it um, apparent that in this, you know, trailer that Kong was the good guy, which a lot of folks are kind of like, why would they do Godzilla like that? Because in the trailer, it's like Kong has like befriended some child, which at least it's not a blonde white woman this time. At least he's like, you know, <laughs> finding other friends to be friends with. But he like befriends some little like girl and he like does a little like, of course, the very generic tiny finger, giant finger touching moment of like, we're friends now. And like, you understand me. And of course, you know, she gets in danger. So Kong's like, oh, you endanger my little friend. Now you're my enemy. So they're going to play that up. It's going to be a whole lot of things. But of course, the trailer shows you all that. So the trailer is like, great. Like, I know what I'm going to go into and not be surprised by. And I think, um, again, this hasn't really changed. I think with the history of cinema used to be, Folks would just watch a movie and then it'd be over. But they wanted to keep folks in the theater a little bit longer. So it used to be trailers came at the very end of the movie because it was like the trail end of the, of the film. So you'd watch at the end to kind of keep folks in the theater a little bit longer and tease, you know, your your TV shows or your Broadway plays. But over time, you know, money has definitely changed to where now um, trailers uh, are a little bit longer. You know, trailers are like you can spend like if a movie starts at like 1220, you can guarantee you can get there at 1228 and the movie will probably not have started yet because there's like maybe 10 more minutes of trailers coming 30, through. Like 30 minutes of trailers. <laughs> exactly. And of course, like the data shows with like these trailers, like they're showing you these big moments because they want in your brain to like cement these like high octane moments. But it's like if all your high octane moments are the, 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 the biggest moments of the film, like is your film truly worth watching? If like it can be condensed to a one minute and 45 second trailer. True, 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 true. That's the best trailer format. They need to follow um, Marvel's example of just showing really cool stuff, all crazy. And mm. you know, you're like, what is the story? Slide. Yeah. Lying is good too. Like they fully lied in the trailer. They showed like all the characters in like a scene. It was like, and like half of them were oh, there. And it's like, I oh, I mean, Ray doesn't like that though, Marlon. Like no, I'm fine with it. It's very clear from the past year. The nerds are not fine with lying because there was a little <laughs> video game called Last of Us Two that lied in their trailers to hide a, to hide a plot twist, and everybody yeah. hated it. I'm okay with it because I'm a person that likes to go into the movie with little information, but yeah. clearly lying is not okay, apparently. So Raymond, like, yeah. I heard that you like teasers, Raymond. I heard you like teasers as a as a post. I like my I like my one like minute teasers. give me in and out. You don't even have to show me that much. Like, <laughs> Just a, a hint, a glimmer. I think That's in Raymond's world, he prefers like like a like a, a black screen of like just oh, like, maybe seen like some ambient audio, maybe like some ambient like sounds, and oh. like the title comes up, and, and then you saw nothing, but you just heard noises and words and title screen. I don't even necessarily need that. I could just... Uh, that sounds the, like a Cloverfield. Godzilla, <laughs> Godzilla versus King Kong uh, will be released December 6th, whatever time. <laughs> Tweet, and I'm good. Oh, that'll be nice. Oh, okay, just wants a person who's reading a script, like, uh, yep. on the day and time, movie comes out. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. So, I, I, uh, I like trailers that are like a music video, though. 
Like, I still think The Wolf of Wall Street is one of the greatest trailers ever because it shows a preview of what the story looks like to a really hot old Kanye song, and that's it. So I'm like, it's just showing basically Leo DiCaprio's highlights of an actor and some crazy stuff that I don't know what was happening before I saw that movie, and then that was it. And I'm like, that is such a great trailer, and you should know this because I taught a video class uh a really great example of a trailer like i don't understand why we're doing spending two two minutes and 30 seconds of a trailer when really you just show me the whole condensed version of the story even to the point of if someone dies or not it's like they show that they're gonna die or they're gonna live and it's like well why am i watching this movie you know it's also important to name that cat you taught that film class to children and you used that trailer i did not use that trailer Oh, okay, I thought you were saying he's Wolf of Wall Street. I was like, at I the used, damn cat? I use like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings okay, okay. and Harry Potter's for trailers. But for adults... Cat, I just now found out that you were using the Wolf of Wall Street trailers to teach eight-year-olds film. I was going to be hot. Like, wait, you did this for how long? Hey, that we're no That explains a certain film that I know in the back of my head very well. Oh, actually, that explains their really uh, aggressive <laughs> film for their age of like this all connects. Cat show them the Wolf of trailer. They're like, that's what I want to make as an eight-year-old young girl. I want to make that movie. <laughs> I want a Wolf of Wall Street movie. <laughs> Listeners, I want to paint for you just no. <laughs> Tarantino as a child uh, and just choosing to make a film for other children and putting them in the sea and then telling that child, you can't show parents this. <laughs> you can't have this be shown to your parents because we don't want to be attached that you made this at our camp. <laughs> anyway I hope that one day that child does become an amazing director and can quote I knew my films were edgy when at camp I was uh, censored from showing <laughs> 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 off my debut film and I was like yes yes <laughs> we did it was my whole fault Amy was there too <laughs> it was a collective agreement like we're not having them show this. I was not involved in uh, making the, this production <laughs> Raven, if you were, you'd also be like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. Nope. <laughs> I, good job. Um, but yeah, no, we're not going to. Actually, you know what? We're going to take a camera from you right now, actually. <laughs> sorry. Not you get to uh, make a rectangle with your fingers. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know what? You get, to get the, you get to be set director, not director director. <laughs> to the assistant manager. So that's Kong. Those are trailers. Um, and if we, you know, we watched those, we watched that trailer. It was fun. But Netflix also brought us some really cool things. But I do have a question. Sure. Do you have, do you have like a bet or something on who's going to win that fight? Or do you think it's oh, going to no. end up where it's like, if does she, it matter then? If they were going to actually commit to picking a, a victor, I would have picked Kong. But because I know what they're going to do, which is they're going to team up to fight Mecha Godzilla because he's going to be like the abomination of the film. It's it, it, it doesn't even matter at this point in time. Okay. Like I feel like if they were going to be like actually in it, and like say, great, one of them actually is gonna fall. Right. I would go Kong all day because of opposable thumbs. Um, and also because I feel I, like like I feel like yes, like 
Godzilla has the range game on lock. Like from from like from a distance, Godzilla has it hands down. However, Kong has to get in close enough to just use his thumbs and use his like actual hands because again, having hands is helpful. So we can just like put him in it. Like again, Godzilla has little T-Rex arms. You know, he right. he has to lean up to grab things. Kong has to just put him in a headlock and maybe like, you know, open his mouth up and like rip it. And it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a done deal. But again, he has to close that distance. But I do think that if they're in a city and Kong is quick, he can close the difference. He can close the distance, get in there, headlock, end it. What's, Ray, what what's, you the think? Title, what's the title of the movie again? Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, okay, Godzilla wins. His name comes first. <laughs> He does. He needs more mana. He needs more mana. 
Montana. He's very powerful in his moves, but only for a certain amount, like amount of time, and then he has to have a cool down, and then that's when Kong just. <laughs> it's basically like if if Goku does like the spirit bomb and he misses, it's like, well, damn. His lag, his lag off of X Buster is just is just longer than <laughs> King Kong. Every nerdy frame of reference we got, and I love it. Shout out to the listeners that know what we're talking about. I hope I'm confusing people. But yeah, um, all moral to say, they're 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 cowards, and they're worried about making this this whole franchise last longer. So there really isn't going to be a victor. They might do some real stupid post credit Superman versus Flash. There will definitely be a post credit scene. The next question is, who will be the next monster? Uh well they they're probably gonna do um wait they already did the, the three headed guy mirror, never mind mirror yeah. universe King Kong oh true yeah. I mean there's oh. only someone that can go with the monsters theme before right. it's like great you've done all the monsters <laughs> they're gonna have to pull a Jurassic Park and make a monster it's what's gonna have to happen a brand new one for new toys <laughs> and merchandise. They're gonna yep. make. They don't, when when's the last time they did something new in these franchises? Oh, they're not making a new monster. They're gonna make like a hybrid, like in Jurassic Park, it was a new hybrid dinosaur. They're gonna make a hybrid monster that's yeah. gonna take a little bit of half everybody. King Kong, half Godzilla. Yeah. Except this one can with, turn with invisible. Wings. And with wings. So God fly. Kong annihilation. <laughs> oh yeah, they're gonna put together some god awful amalgamation of all the best parts of monsters. Be like, this is our new film. We're gonna do. It's not annihilation. It's not apocalypse. What would know. it maybe? And they're oh gonna do the whole thing. Like it's it's it. it's gonna be a two part film. <laughs> it's gonna be a part one and a part two. Shout out to Infinity Wars <laughs> and Get all that money. Uh, what's uh? Yeah, no, I'm not excited for this, but I hope the people that are enjoy yeah. their time. It'll be as entertaining as smashing toys together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see what happens. It's it's free on HBO, so that'll be dope. But you know, yeah, but speaking of streaming services, let's transition over to another streaming service. Let's talk about Netflix shows that we've all been uh, diving all the way into. Um, I am uh, one of those individuals that uh, really gravitates towards um, really dark murder um, documentaries. So I watch Night Stalker, and that was terrifying. To watch. What was it about? Um, this one um, was about a uh, Night Stalker. Uh, so this dude who, again, I feel like whenever we watch these like docu-series, the people like her, they have more or less a ton of excuses about like, oh, my dad did this or something. something. Um, this one starts out a little bit different. It started with like an interview of the guy being like literally saying people often try these excuses I don't have any. I am the devil. And I'm like, oh, this man is crazy, crazy. Just <laughs> out the gate. Just like, no qualms. Like, there's, uh, there's, a, there's a television show that uh, has been recently talked about called Luther that you'll probably love after because uh, there's a lot of crazy people on that show also, but continue. <laughs> yeah. 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 This person was actually a real person like, and literally just like, no, 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 I'm insane and say like, I, I, I am the devil's advocate. I'm here. Praise be to Satan. And it's just like, oh my God, this man is like, <laughs> this man is bone chilling. 
And like he, like oh the, I think what's what's wise is that the show for like every episode doesn't show you his face. They just keep showing you like headshots of like what people think he looks like. And I think what's oh. worse about him as a person is the fact that he has the most like sporadic killing spree. He goes from like L.A. to San Francisco, and he like kills women, men, and children, and he like sexually assaults children and women and like it just all happens and he like attacks like old people young people and it was just the most confusing spree because they're like what is happening like there's like no consistent like motive it's just like it's just he's just like going after anybody and the only thing that like tied all these murders together was the fact that homeboy never changed his shoe so at every crime scene there was the exact same shoe print at every single one of them at some point, someone's like, okay, this shoe... And what's wild, even, what's even wilder is the fact that this shoe only sold, I think, it only sold, like, I think, a hundred uh, pairs. And only one pair was sold in L.A. of that color. And oh, they wow. could have solved this case had that, like, shoe store, like, actually had, like, you know, had the person's name or whatever. But they couldn't find it. But then it was only one pair of that color of that shoe size was sold in LA. So he had that soul pair and it was just at every crime scene and it just keeps getting wilder and it keeps getting wilder. And like, like he like at some point shoots, he has like, like this really crappy gun at a certain point in the story. He shoots one dude in the head, dude gets up and chases him out of the house. Like the bullet just like passes right through like, I think like a small space in his head, clear straight out the back of his head. Homeboy chases him down the street and he gets away. And like he, and then like one lady he shot and she had her keys in her hand and the bullet like ricocheted off of her keys. And I'm like, what kind of gun is this man using to where the bullet bounces off a pair of house keys? She had a vibrarium, I can't even say it. It was the jankiest looking key and it had like a little like, you know, ricochet mark on it and like bounces away. But, But I think out of like, I think what made the story like not, you know, give me nightmares is that towards the end when they like, you know, when they finally release who he like, what he looks like, um, literally uh, this person at a bus stop on, on the bus sees him. They look at him. They like get off the bus, make a phone call. He gets off the bus, tries to run across the street, walks into like a, like a store. They recognize him. He runs out of the store. And then literally by word of mouth, everyone starts saying that's the murderer. And he just gets dog walked through the street for like five full minutes like people are grabbing like fence posts and shoes just like beating him up in the street and the police had to come he jumped in the police car to get away because a full mob had just amassed in the street like that's the dude and they just all ran up on him what'd you say this was again this is night stalker no where 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 LA. okay what uh, year? Cool. Like what year or time? Well, I had to look at the show again. I think it was like the like the eighties, maybe. Okay, because I was yeah. like, I was not alive when this happened. Apparently, it was when <laughs> Barbara Feinstein was a mayor of San Francisco, because like at some point that was like a big plot point, and like she upset a bunch of people because she made a choice regarding giving away um, evidence uh, to the news on air, which. Uh, oh. yeah. She met a lot of cops upset at her because of that. 
We don't do that. Check it out, though. It's wild. Like, he just goes after a bunch of people. Like, there's like a, a like the cops are getting angry at the news reporters, getting angry at politicians. And this dude is just, he is sick in his head. And it also is this really thing where like they show the fact that serial killers just get babes. It's so gross. I don't understand that. Oh, I will never understand how there are people out there when they see a murderer like, oh, that guy's hot. I'm going to send him nudes. It's like, why? I mean, why this is why you? villains have minions. It's the same logic, kind of. Mm. They're just like that ideology of whatever <laughs> they were standing for. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to say anything else. Just watch watch Night Stalker if you want to just be fully just engrossed by how strange and crazy uh, this engrossed. thing was. Sounds disgustingly frightening. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I would like watch it and it'd be one episode and be done, but like the way it's, this was crafted as a story, uh, yeah, it was it was well done. It's, it's wild though. They also, everybody was breaking the law. Like even the cops everybody? were breaking the law. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, at a certain point, like they're getting like close to the end, and like a cop beats a witness, and he like admits it on camera. I'm like, you can't admit you beat a witness. Of course, he can. And he was just like, yeah, like I punched him in the back seat of my car, and I'm like, you punched him in the back seat of your car. And he's just like, I did. I hit him, and I hit him hard as I could. I'm like, all right, okay, man. Like they were just like, uh, here's your here's your pension. Thank you. Exactly. So yeah, this is a show where like all y'all are. Loki kind of all wrong, but not as wrong as the murder. But still, like y'all are just like doing whatever you want to do. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. It was wow. The 80s. There you go. We we know all about the eighties and right? craziness from there. What are you watching on the Netflix? Okay, so I'm going to mention two shows because in between studying and working, I have like one night to binge like six hours of stuff when I can. I'm going to start with Bridgerton because that was a hot commodity coming from the holidays. It came out like the day after Christmas. Um, if you're a fan of period pieces and like like juicy uh, Shonda scandal slash how to get away with murder drama, then this is the show for you. You do have the whole period piece of like Jane Austen time where, you know, a man with money is looking for a bride and the families would set out their daughters to, you know, present to court to find, you know, a husband. But because, uh, you know, this was written by the queen drama of herself, you know, Shonda Rhimes, then, you know, we got to turn it up a bit and have some scandal involved of, uh, of a lot of people in, in the town. But the number one thing I will say about the show, because I know some people are just like, ew, that's still not my thing. The one thing about the show is, of course, the diversity, because, uh, I mean, I love period pieces, but... I mean, I would love to see some some brown people around and not just being like maids and stuff, but like there are people who are brown who had status back then. We just don't talk about them. Mm-hmm. So with this show, you have a, you know, you have the Duke who's um, this black man who's like the most wanted bachelor, of course. But then the Queen, Queen Charlotte is played by a black woman, too, because it was her that Charlotte, Queen Charlotte was black. So seeing a lot of people of just all races and stuff was really great. Uh, secondly, it gave me a Gossip Girls vibe because there's a narrator narrated by the wonderful Julie Andrews. And it was a secret person spilling the tea on everybody, just telling everyone's business in this little newsletter. Rita Skeeter. Yeah, basically. And then third, it's just basically about like these families, especially the Bridgerton family. They're known for having, I think, about 
eight kids and each kid is named alphabetically so like the <laughs> oldest son starts with an a the oh. second son starts with a b c so this story was about the fourth child which is daphne so her name starts with the d and how she got with the duke of hastings you know it was it was very pride and prejudice you know it's like i don't like you but then and i do like you type thing but a lot of the stuff was going on i did appreciate how they took like like the music they had at the balls it was literally just like Ariana Grande, but like instrumental. That was really, but it sounded really great. It was played. It was played with violins. It had "Thank You Next." That was a hot jam back then, apparently. Oh, <laughs> um, it was like, wait, is it "Thank You Next"? Is I, was like, I was like, wait, thank you. is that it? And then I had to rewind it, and I saw in the captions, "Thank You Next" is played. I was like, what? Most and other songs played out there. That's <laughs> actually the soundtrack is pretty great. I would recommend that for your quiet study time when you're, when you're drinking coffee in the morning. Just listen to the Bridgerton soundtrack. Um, but yeah, if you really like the show, there's a whole book series. Um, if I had more time, I would love to get into it because there's like hella books about each child. So there's about eight eight or nine books. So it's each child in the Bridgerton family. So apparently the next season is going to be about the, we're going to go back to the beginning to the oldest child who starts with A, Anthony. We're going to talk something about him in season two. So we're going to Look forward to that. There are already internalized sequels already in the works. Already, dang, dang but Netflix. If that show is not for you. I do have another show. It's a bit more. Uh, it's definitely a. How should I put it? It's, it's drama, but then it has a little bit more of a heist feeling. Uh, this show is called Lupin. It's a mini series that it's a French mini series. It has. Um, Oh, what's his name? So he was in The Untouchables. I want to say his name is like Omar or something, but I can't remember. But he's the main character. And in this story, uh, basically, he's like this brilliant thief. But I don't want to say thief. I'm just going to say mastermind because a thief wouldn't be able to just have so much like stuff to change his like his disguise. Like, yes, he, he had hella disguises. He's hella smart. He can hack. He can, he does it all. Like, he could be like, I, I mean, I could see, Marlon, why you say Sherlock. He could have been a Sherlock, but he uses his talent for another purpose, though. That's the only thing. He could have been an excellent detective, but he's not a detective. Yeah, he is trying to solve things. His name things. is Omar. You're right, by the way. Okay, his name is Omar, as I remember. And it's a really... So, starting it, you know, he he's very charis- charismatic and you're, like, so into, like, any scene. He's just a very powerful presence. Mm-hmm. But the story is very interesting because it's not just him, you know, trying to, like, set up a heist to steal something. He's literally trying to find out the the his whole childhood. Like, his father had passed away um, due to some scandal in the family that his his dad was working with and he's just trying to understand like what really happened and Mm -hmm. so when he had an opportunity present to him in present day he's going to take he's going to take the opportunity but doing that is actually setting off a chain of other things that could come back to him because he's Mm -hmm. thinking oh i'm going i'm going to solve what happened to my dad i'm going to just get this off my chest i can live better and move forward but then you know there's always people who are like two steps ahead of him so Mm -hmm. it gets really interesting and the way it ends it's on a cliffhanger so 
They said uh, part, part two's two. coming out. I just don't know when. I need to know because it ended <laughs> crazy. And I'm like, oh my. I was the last two minutes. I was like, oh my gosh, no. And then it ended. And I was just, you know, I'm so used to Marvel credits. Secret scene. There's no secret scene in a no. French show. So I was just like staring up, seeing my reflection on the screen, like, when's part two coming out? I must know. So highly, highly recommend it. Check it out. I read that it's as actually surpassed Bridgerton on uh, views on Netflix, which is very impressive. Bridgerton was just the number one thing. But definitely check out Lupin if um you want a little bit more foreign stuff. You want to just watch. I mean, yeah, people have watched it in dub, but I heard I heard dub wasn't that good. I have recommended just watching it in French and just read subtitles. But um, if you want something that has like a little heist slash mystery feel, and you know, just a whole different. Hmm. Uh, I think they live in yeah, they live in Paris. So hmm. yeah, definitely check that out. Does it? Uh... Is it a prerequisite to know about the character Lupin? Nope. Not like the character in the movie, but like the character that they're referring to throughout the book. Well, so the reason why it's called Lupin is because in the story, his father gives him a book about the kind of like gentleman of the world. And his name is like Arden Lupin. It's a big, I guess, book series in France, like a childhood book series. And he read that that was one of one of the books he cherished as a child that he studied it so well he actually made that be his philosophy of the way of his life so like he did things where the character did you know and so only one person kind of paid attention to his crimes in the story and they're like wait a minute this is just like in the book of Lupin so that is actually uh makes people be more aware of where he can be you know but he doesn't know that they know so if you want to try to read those book series i have to see if they're in english but i i it sounded like a really interesting book it kind of just sounded like it sounded like a sherlock holmes of france to me because it was like he was traveling and he's smart but he's a gentleman that was the whole thing is he's a gentleman so that's why lupin is trying to aspire to be and make that be his like I guess occupation because he doesn't have an occupation but he he he's hella rich man. yeah all right man, but he has he has hella rich stuff at his apartment <laughs> that's all I gotta say right. well thank you Kat uh Ray what do you got on your Netflix watch list um <clears throat> nothing from Netflix but um from HBO Max Ooh, nice uh, I uh, have been trying to watch more anime because um, uh, I've been gone for a while. And one that has been on my list for a really long time is a short 12 episode one called Erased. Um, I don't know if either of you have seen this one. Um, does, is that a yes from you, Kat? Walk me through it. Tell me about this show. Um, I don't want to give away too much because it's it's short and it's got a really good little little uh, uh, track of a mystery going on because it's a nice little like half mystery, half slice of life kind of mm-hmm. anime. Uh, there's a main character who's involved in uh, finding out more about an old like accident that happened in his neighborhood when he was growing up as a little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and it mixes in and, and is a big deal in his uh, adult life and in, in the future as well. And it's just, it's, it's good. Uh, it's very good. It's very good. Erased. All right, we'll put that erased. on the, 
HBO Max watch list. It's, right? nice, it's nice and short. It's like 12, <laughs> 30 minute episodes. You be in and out in okay. no time. Yeah. It's okay. apparently based on a manga that might potentially be better. Um, I was looking at stuff today and people were saying that the manga ending is better than the anime ending. I like the anime ending. So maybe this is like the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood anime version. Like the first one, not, not Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, the original Full Metal Alchemist were like, it's still pretty good. Mm-hmm. But but it's not the manga storyline, but it's still pretty good. So, all right, add that to the watch list. Okay, that's like, I like all these new things. I like this is gonna be great to watch. Uh, also, if you all have uh, any other uh, tidbits out there in the listening world, definitely throw them our way. I do want us to talk about something that definitely got a lot of interest. Uh, the last time we brought it up, which was around uh, consoles, definitely got a few folks who were uh, reaching out to me about their favorite console generations. Um, but also there was an awesome question that came up from it, which I would love to kind of dive in. So we're going to start with the PlayStation 2. And I'd love to know um, what for you, do you feel was like, a great game for the PS2. Like, fantastic. That you were like, yo, if I can play this game, I could, like, you would come home from school, throw that backpack down, throw on that loud PS2, hear that, and you would just, like, start playing it. What was that game that you consistently were just all about? Do you uh, want, I can start first, okay. give you some time yes. to compile that, that inner debate. For me, um, I think uh, it's got to be God of War. Like, I, God of War PS2, I think, was phenomenal. Uh, I, I mean, it, 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 it combined, uh, um, like, a, a kind of, uh, not a passion, but, like, an interest of, like, mythology. And it allowed me to just just beat up gods, which was, like, super cool. The story was really cool. The fighting was really interesting. Um, I really didn't make it a habit of playing games that involved, like, all these, like, really, like, it, that involved, like, combos for different types of uh, enemies as much, as much as that. And also, like, the fact that, like, the battle screen would change depending on, like, what you were doing. If you were crawling up, like, a wall, you'd have to, like, use your, like, daggers to, like, slash a thing side to side. Or it could be the camera flips and you're rushing at the camera that's coming behind you. There's a lot of new things that I think are really dope to play on it as. And, of course, at that time, the graphics were, like, pretty great for the PS2. Uh, it was just, I think it was a, r- a really awesome, fun game, compelling storytelling. Um, I, I just remember just being just fully just wrapped up in how dope that game was. Um, do you recall ever playing uh, God of War on, on the PS2 before? Mm-hmm. I've, oh, I, I, I played, I've played all of them. Uh, God of War 2 was very good also. Um, but yes, that original God of War was really fun. I remember us trying to work through, we, I've, I've replayed it in high, not in high school, in college with a friend of mine. And we were trying to take turns getting through it on Titan mode because that game was just very hard on that difficulty. And we were just having fun going back and forth. With great times with that game. Uh, God of War is a lot of fun. Um, I think uh, I have to shout out um, my fav- one of my favorite games of all time is a PS2 game. Uh, you probably both know it. It's called Shadow of the Colossus. Um, <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
if I had a Men in Black Neuralizer, it might be the only game I played forever. Because I mean, uh, that feeling of the first time of getting on, getting uh, on that bird colossus to try to like take it out of the sky it was just like what is this game what am i playing i like <laughs> so much fun Ooh, what you got I'm what you got stuck i am stuck between two games what and that's because games? one is my favorite video game series of all time and one is my favorite fighting game ever kind of make a guess yes final fantasy no but you're close kingdom hearts yes <laughs> <laughs> but, but before Kingdom Hearts, I had Tekken Three, and I, Tekken Three was my it's my favorite fighting game ever. That's like Tekken Two is, is my favorite because that was my intro into the Tekken series, and mm. everything's very iconic and classic about that game. But Tekken Three was when they introduced sidestepping. They had voices. There was deeper cutscenes. The powers weren't... Because by Tekken 4, the powers were ridiculous. And then I kind of didn't like Tekken 4. But Tekken 3, everything was perfect as far as just the moves and everything. They had they had so many characters. So this is right before... Or this is around the same time as Tekken Tag Tournament, which was another great Tekken game. But Tekken 3 was just at the height of its perfection. And I... I that was one of the very few games in my life where I did 100% completion because I had to do every mode for every character, which was a lot. And I I just never got tired. I still don't get tired of that game. It's just so iconic. The music was amazing. Like the music was amazing. And that that's why it was really hard. I was like, uh, but I can I can easily say Tekken 3 because that's all. That was more hours put into that game than the uh, Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Side Hearts. Stepping always messed me up in Tekken. Yeah. Like what? that's how I always got got because I'd be so focused on doing a combo and someone just like sidestep and you're just like wide open doing a combo and then it just like sidestepping was so clutch. I'm like, oh like, god, not again. <laughs> like but Tekken Two was all about using that back space and everything and the blocking Tekken 3 once you know how to sidestep and block it's over <laughs> it's like you can't kill me you know and then that was once you once you perfected that in your combo uh I was such a beast at that game oh, yeah, I I like Tekken for me like if, if, if I'm ever watching like a fighting tournament I love watching Tekken fighting tournaments because I feel like this like yes. this, the sidestep game is like real strong. It's just it, that and like the fact that you just have people just throwing out these real cool like half combos or these full combos. Um, but yeah, Tekken I think it was I agree. Tekken was fire for that for that system. Oh my gosh, yes. So, like I was used sure. to kick my butt at that game. It was just terrible. <laughs> yes. And then Kingdom yes. Hearts. I will say Kingdom Hearts also was fun. I I don't think I could. I tried to get into it. Um, and I, and I didn't end up playing like the the, the third one at all because I couldn't get into, into the second one. I just any game that has so many cutscenes in it, I just fully lost interest with just the sheer amount of cutscenes in the second game. I'm like, oh my, I want to get off of this stupid island. <laughs> Take me to the main story. I don't want to keep having the well, my skateboard in this town anymore. Just can I skip? Can I skip? <laughs> because like Kingdom Hearts came out on PS2. Kingdom Hearts 2 came out on PS3. Kingdom Hearts 2 was way longer I will say and it was a slow build up in the beginning but once you passed that it became more, it was it felt more of a complete game 
because since you already knew the characters in the world, you know, everything was just upped more. So then there was more drama and you get more involved in the story, which is why I kind of like that story better than the first one. But at the same time, it's like, I didn't appreciate the journey that I had to build up to, to get there. Also, I mean, Final Fantasy was on my list because Final Fantasy X did come out, I think on PlayStation 2 too, I believe. Wasn't their order just all weird? Final Fantasy, which one? Final Fantasy X. Final Fantasy X was was PlayStation Two, yes. Okay. Kingdom Hearts, so, Kingdom Hearts Two was also PlayStation Two. Oh really? So yeah. both Hearts games came out mm-hmm. on PS. Wow, I'm getting mixed up oh, because God. I'm so used to 15 years span between games. Okay, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, and they remade uh, them like a billion times, also. So. Yeah. so Final Fantasy is like my third one because. I think and I said and me and Ray had this conversation. Final Fantasy X, you know, people don't like it for I mean, some people have good reasons. Some people have, I feel like, pretty shallow reasons. But Final Fantasy X did some big like first things in Square Enix world, you know? That was the first time where we are like combining like cutscenes and and more action exploration. I mean, you still had the turn-based stuff, but it was just you were immersed in the world versus be playing like uh, Final Fantasy Tactics or Final Fantasy Seven. It was like Ten was a whole experience, and and it had voice acting. Like that was the first Final Fantasy where I was just like, oh, we're not doing the sim- oh okay, you know, not, not um, having a PlayStation. That was my first one. Uh, Oh, and then I played Ten Two and loved Ten Two. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't know if I would recommend it to anyone, but like the I loved Ten Two at the time. Um, so I spent a lot of time on that game also, but probably more on Ten. I have never played any of them. Oh. That's a fine one to go back to. I hear. Uh, I was my question is was the original Final Fantasy twelve PS two. Was no, that PS3? I think that was, was PS3. But Final yeah, Fantasy was way better. 11 was PC and 12 was 3 because that came out when I was in high school or towards college. Um, so wait, side story or side question. Marlon has never played a Final Fantasy game. Which game I mean, Ray, would you suggest if Marlon had the time to play one? Final Fantasy, well... If I could count, if I could count on the re-releasing Final Fantasy Tactics sometime soon, honestly, yes. that game. I, um, I agree. But, I agree with you there. But th- that seems like they are holding out on it for some reason. So um, I actually think you should probably just jump to FF7 Remake based on how everyone made that game sound. Uh, it's really good. And you, don't you bother like going back to the old stuff unless you just really want an old RPG, which they're, I mean, they're fun, but like, uh, I feel like at this point in time, it's very niche to go back to those like original RPGs. But if you can, then I'd say go play Final Fantasy VI personally. But That's what I'm saying. But his attention span, he's going to be like, yeah. But the lore is so good. You love lore, though, game, Marlon. You I love Final Fantasy. The lore and how it's given you will love me. it. You, know? you will love game. it. It's a lot of characters in that game too. It's oh. the best game in the entire series, mm. and it hasn't been remade. It's still very 
early 90s no, why have they remade that game why they're do, holding why it <laughs> they're holding it I would love yeah. to replay Final Fantasy 6 in like a remake fashion that'd be so much fun wait till the PS5 is out for another year they're like okay I think they're ready now well, Final Fantasy 16 is coming out, so I only imagine since Final Fantasy 7 Remake Part 2 is still on the back burner, maybe they're going to come back with a, hey, y'all like Final Fantasy Tactics remade. Okay. I'm like, screw it, take my money. <laughs> Again, you have my credit card number. Just swipe. I mean, so far, that's their biggest moneymaker because, you know, Avengers is uh, kind of tanking it over there, but Final Fantasy is holding them on strong. Cloud, cloud and game, they steal their money makers. Throw towards Avengers, like, yeah, we're gonna take all of our Final Fantasy money and just put it in the Avengers stuff, and hopefully, we'll break even at some point. We'll give it another couple uh, of years. Uh, oh, Avengers, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not going great. I mean, neither is Cyberpunk. They finally released patch 1.1, not a hot fix, but a patch. That finally dropped. It's patched. Is it not the one that broke more stuff? Yeah, but it immediately broke more stuff. <laughs> I was going to say, you need a hot fix before a patch, but well, yeah, then I guess it's uh, more mess. Yeah, the, the, I think they did two or three hot fixes. And like this patch is supposed to be like the big deal, but it was like, this patch is ruining everything, especially if you had already started playing the game, because then it was trying to fix things like that you had already done, but also fix things in front of you. So like there are certain missions that like either reset or just you can't complete anymore because the patch came in. So you have to start over. Uh, so they're just, they're just, they're just they're tripping up a bunch on that end, um, which of course kind mm-hmm. of just goes back to um, uh, our tried and true statement everyone just to remind you triple a games from now on give them uh four to five months before you even think about them. <laughs> that's not my number but my, sorry yeah on the that's, six that's side. i'm on the four to five <laughs> i'm on the six month side too because i'm trying to get them good sales and and that's usually within six months you can labor day weekend i'm looking at you you also were like probably maybe a year i mean the, the, the witcher 3 game of the year is only i think 12 dollars on humble bundle right now wow and the, that of course includes both dlcs wow uh, which that game if you want to play a good cd project red game <laughs> that game <laughs> Amazing. Go back to that. The controls are terrible on the PC, but if you get yourself a little uh, <laughs> a little game controller, you'll be good to go. But yeah, don't waste your time buying anything that's brand new. That new PS5 game that dropped, that Edgelord game with the armor came out. It has lackluster reviews. Just wait, y'all. Uh, wait, has anyone game. heard anything about Miles Morales game? That one's great. That's the only good game. People love that. Game. I mean, it's. I mean, but it's a. It's a launch. It's a. It's a launch of a console. There's never any games that come out. That's why I never understand why people buy consoles when they first come out. Like it just. There's always like one game for like nine months. Because yeah. what else do you play? And also, Morales is basically coming off of another game that has like it isn't the same but it basically it, it, it ran amazing already now it's adding more amazingness to it and it just makes it twice yeah. i feel like the one cool thing about the mongols game is that you can like of course tweak your um your like ipod or, or what, whatever device he has in the game you can play music while you're swinging around which is like especially i think it's pretty oh. cool. so you can like have your little headphones in as your black teen self with swaggers <laughs> <laughs> i knew you could say that 
Oh, boy. <laughs> that comment still gets me to this day. The black Someone paid that man and we're like, you're the perfect person for the job for this. <laughs> and then someone edited that and was like, yep, I don't see anything wrong. And then someone approved it and was like, you're right, it's great. And then someone was like, great, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bed this on the website. And I was like, yep, all looks good to me. And I didn't know what was going on when I kept seeing that clip being reposted on Instagram over and over again. And because I, I saw it with no sound. And then when I heard it, I was like, he said, what now? <laughs> How did he this get by his superiors? He said it so confidently, though. Like, he said it like, and like he would like swing like through the city with all the lack, with all like the luster and swagger <laughs> of a nonchalant black teen. <laughs> Like this man was just reading a novel and his like smoker's jacket is like reading like yeah I read that I read the shit out of that that felt good. I said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna be invited to the cookout now. They love that. And it's funny because if you go to like IGM on um, almost every post, somebody always quotes that. Oh, for, yeah. like whatever IGN is talking about, they'd be like, it's not like the like the luster of a swagger for Every time I see it, it makes me cry. It became an instant <laughs> meme. Like now it's quotable. Now you just like whenever there's either a black character or someone's like, oh, does he have the swagger of a black teen? Just so you throw it in there. It's like, ah, right. yeah, for that or not. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I <laughs> I was watching Attack on Titan, and eventually we'll get to that when this show's over. But I saw like my third black character on the show, which is a huge deal because the other animation uh, company did not draw any black or brown characters. This one has already showed about three three to five already. And so one of this black character is actually a pretty important side character. And the first thing I thought was, does he have the swag of a black? Like it just yeah, here, jumping off of something and like zipline like there it is there's the scene <laughs> and put the audio there and we got us with a meme put it on TikTok you can almost use it for anything in any situation in life sadly that's, true. that's viral for you but uh mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> we have anything else before we wrap up you guys that's all I got the tank on my end if you uh, if you haven't started Wandavision yet, Wandavision, um, we're gonna we're, well actually the cat said you can say that again. Please keep watching. Oh, cat's recommendation is please keep watching. If you haven't started it yet, my recommendation <laughs> is just wait till it's over. But <laughs> and then just binge it all. Yeah. And after that yeah. episode, and, but you gotta stay off the internet for that. Don't go on the internet yeah. for the yeah. next. It's, that's a, it's a dangerous. It's a dangerous game. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I almost barely, I almost barely uh, want to talk about it on here until we get a little closer to the end, just because yeah. of that reason too. But like, it's hard for me to recommend you to get. Uh, it's hard for me to recommend for you to start it right now in the middle of the season. It really this is. This is like with Lovecraft Country. <laughs> when I waited until the end, Ray was like, no, uh, watch it, I was so happy that I waited because I got to watch it just nonstop. It was I, so good. I don't feel the same way. I think no. I at least enjoy, I enjoyed watching Lovecraft Country week to week, even though it, I was I was, you know, like trying to figure out what was going on. And I can't say that I uh, am liking this week to week on WandaVision right now, but maybe I'll change your mind in the next couple of weeks. We'll see. I'm already in here though. 
I think when we come back, our next discussion will be around, of course, WandaVision, but also around, are we now at that time and year where we are no longer, uh, because of because of streaming services, we're no longer aligned with the week-to-week release anymore. These people mm. are growing up. Maybe we didn't have an issue. Like, we knew that, great. I have to come back next week and watch this episode. But now, because of streaming, we're like, I don't want to wait a week. This is, this is insane. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Attack on Titan. Like... That's a storytelling difference there. Is, uh, I know, but like each episode ends, like I know what's going to happen, but to see it animated, it ends in such a perfect way. And I'm just like, take it out of for another week. Compared to WandaVision, I'm just like, can we just get like the dump of like, like what uh, happened to the days when they would dump a whole season of Daredevil? Uh, I know that was on Netflix, uh, but like... Past Marvel shows a whole dump, and then we will watch it in one night, mm-hmm. and then we will talk about it the next day. But subscriptions, y'all, we got to make money. But like, think about Mandalorian. Do you think they did it an excellent way in making it an episode per week, or do you think they would have benefit just dumping the whole season? Well, that one benefit. I mean, it's topic now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's we're talking about episodes. But okay, yeah, we'll, we'll save this for future discussion. Listeners, okay. if you feel like you're one of those people that's watched... You have to wait till next week as well. Week to week. Now we're making you wait, listener, until next week. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I did? <laughs> and with that, I'm going to wrap it up. Shout out to Amy, because this is when she would be just shaking her head. Um, Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. You know, we had a lot of fun talking about all the wonderful things today. If you'd like to hear more, if you have questions or comments or concerns, hit us us up on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Marlon and Ray, it's been a pleasure. You know, again, shout out to Amy. We'll return next week if you guys miss her. Definitely hit her up if y'all miss her because I definitely am probably going to hit her up after this. Like, I miss you. Um, But until then, you know, have fun with your Netflix, with your gaming, wear your mask, love each other, and geek on. This episode of Quest On Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.